to the Legends of Iron. I'm John Anderson. Meet my co-host, Nick Best, and Austin Williams. We're going to have some amazing guests on the show. Buckle up tight, because we're going to be talking about the shit you're not supposed to be talking about. We're going to be discussing anything and everything it takes to become a legend of iron. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMints. MuscleMints is the creator of Carnival Pure Beef Protein Icing. Beef builds muscle and Carnivore is the world's number one selling beef protein. Okay. All right, here good. we go. You ready? Ready, I'm ready, 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 brother. You guys, good? Let's do it. Welcome to the <laughs> I am Sean Anderson. With me always, my partner in crime, Nick Betts. Ockham Wims can't be here today. But we have got a really, really exciting guest for you here today. You want to talk about a guy who's juiced into the strongman world. This guy is about as deep in the strongman world as it comes. As you'll know, as soon as I say his name, welcome to the show, Mr. Colin Bryce. What's going down, my brother? How are you? Give it up. Colin! Colin's in the house! Applause button. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I'm good, man. Brother, How are you, gentlemen? Thank you for joining us. Uh, you're a busy, you're, I know you're a busy guy, so thank you for taking the time. Thank you very much. Mm. You know? Yeah, I mean, you so. guys really are legends of iron. I mean, you're amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a, hell of a heck of an honor. A heck of an honor. I don't think I deserve to be on this podcast, really. Oh, uh, you do. <laughs> you do. Well, you've been well, on the let's, show, let's you, you've with, done worlds. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I was, I was, one, no, let's qualify that, Nick. I was twice a reserve at Worlds, a reserve <laughs> back when you didn't have to be very strong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think guys like I'll John Anderson you, came along and ruined it. If there's a guy, if there's a guy that, that has been involved in the sport and just knows about every different layer of the sport from athletes to production to commentating, you are the guy, brother. So, Let's go back to the beginning. I mean, goodness gracious. Tell us how you're – I mean, clearly, you've got a, a very passionate love for strength. Talk to us about it. Let's go back to the beginning. Well, I, I know a lot about television, but one thing I don't remember is don't, don't do a, a bench press session before you go on a podcast. <laughs> 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 I mean, tell that my sweat here. My office at home is also uh, – uh, yeah, you know. So I, I just hop on and then do a few reps and come in. But uh, – yeah, man, it's uh, uh, life is hell of a busy at the moment. You know, it's it's. Uh, uh, what was the question again? I was I was I was sitting there thinking about my sweating. <laughs> <laughs> no, how did really, how did it all start? Right, listen, how did, how did it all it? begin? Okay, probably you and I are probably be quite similar, John, in terms of uh, one massive figure in our lives, and that was some um, Doug Edmonds. I don't know if Doug was quite yeah. important in your strongman career, but he certainly was in mine. But yeah, I mean, when I was I was a young Highland Games guy, um, and I used to help Douglas out uh, at the games, setting stuff up. He kind of you know taught me the tricks of promoting and what you know with his boy Gregor. Uh, took me yeah. along to World's Strongest Man in in 1996 as an equipment guy, uh, because basically it was a month away. No one else would do it for 500 pounds, six seven hundred dollars. So. <laughs> So I got to go along to Mauritius, man. And it was the greatest month of my life. I just, it just changed everything I I thought about, um, about you know, it was, it was just so glamorous, so amazing, World's Strongest Man. And it was just, to be around it was such an honor at y a young age. 
Um, and I just remember thinking, God, I, I want to do this. I want to be a part of this. I want to, wouldn't it be amazing if I turned up as an equipment guy and then suddenly I was competing not that long in the future? <laughs> That's where I set my goal to do. Huh? But then I realized I wasn't going to be big enough. I just wasn't, I, didn't, I couldn't be committed enough to get that big and strong. So I gave it a go. And I learned enough out of, out of um, competing that I feel I can just about bluff it. Uh, and then, you know, after doing maybe 10, I don't know, 10 competitions, I've now done about 200 promoting big competitions. So, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I think my skills lay more in talking big than, than lifting big. So, <laughs> so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's I, I guess a bit, you know, a bit like yourself, uh, again, John and Nick, geez, you know, mm -hmm. world-class powerlifters, world-class strongmen. Uh, wrestling, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, probably there's some athletics and uh, and some other things in there. Uh, wrestling, you know, for as an Olympic, bobsled, I, I went to bobsleigh, yeah, I slurred into that. <laughs> I managed to do an Olympics and all that, but to me, it was almost uh, I was just I was treading water, I was trying to get accolades at something I was better at, <laughs> but I just I love strongman, I love strongman. No, strongman's the greatest no. sport, bar none. Because half of it you can just make up on the day, and you can invent stuff, and you can just go for new stuff. There's, there's no rules. It's like a, it's like an uncharted, yeah. Yeah. Um, an uncharted. Here's my glasses. Let's be able to it's see like the again. wild frontier. It's the wild frontier. You basically <laughs> show up and do what you want to do. Yeah, it's like the wild frontier, huh, brother. I, I, well, I've got to be careful. I, I think there'll be a lot of comments on this. Yeah, that Bryce is a total cowboy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I love, I love those elements of. of how did Strongman begin? Strongman began because, you know, let's say you were my big brother, right? I say, yes, I could beat you, John. No, you can't. Get out of here. You know, boom. You'd both be lifting stones, logs, whatever it was, on the farm. Yeah. And, that, mm -hmm. and tell me you haven't had that experience as a young kid. Oh, yeah. And you just looked oh, at yeah. the bigger kid and you went, God, he's, isn't he, he's amazing. He's probably the strongest man yep. ever. He was like 13, you know, <laughs> some little muscles. And then you realize, <laughs> you realize one day how strong, really strong men can get. You know, you guys at your absolute peak and how awe-inspiring it is when you, you know, one movement, one thing. Is, I bet you both could say, yeah, I can guarantee no man in history on that day and that event could ever have beaten me. You know, I know you both have particular mm -hmm. skills sets, you two. You know, you might mm -hmm. not have always been the all-round best strongman on the day, but, you know, and that's a, that's a, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's, it's a great thing, just... um. So I don't think it's an alpha male thing. I don't think it's a, I think almost the opposite. I think it's a, something something kind of wonderful about strength that actually bonds men together, you know, much like Bob yeah. does. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah, and there's something, there's something about, you know, it, it goes back to the kind of the beginning of time. You know, it's like, uh, you know, there's <laughs> no a kidding. certain, you know, it's like, it's just like there's a certain, you know, you know, uh, men trying to forgive the term prove themselves it's I, I guess to a certain extent you know if you go back far enough the heavier shit you could pick up the more man yeah. you were perceived to be <laughs> you know and uh you know it's, it's 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 such a simple concept but it's so fucking true i mean i'm you know i'm 50 years old now nick is in his 50s and obviously we have learned to train I'm the door. because <laughs> 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 well, then, you're you know, up there. We've learned to train close. smarter, and one of the one of the biggest things we got to do is, could, you know, check the ego because the ego is mm -hmm. the, is the part of that that gets you in trouble, you know. But when you're a young man, 
the ego is what builds all of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's quite a, it's quite an interesting traverse of how it starts. And, but yeah, I know it, it's, it's strength is a, it's a beautiful thing. It's my true love. You know, I, I wish that I was a young man all over again. You know, do you know, do you know the time period that the time period that would have been greatest for strength lovers to live in, especially guys with physiques like you two uh, would, would have been ancient Greece. You know, the time of yeah. Ibon and Milo. You look at look at all the statues. You know they're all totally shredded. And yeah, what happened to them? What kind of nutrition were those fellas taking? You know, <laughs> it certainly wasn't like the Middle Ages in Britain, where everyone was missing their teeth and you know five foot tall. And kind of, <laughs> those guys were you know in unbelievable condition, and that's what they trained for. You know, there's in fact yeah. the oldest world record I think ever is a five hundred and 50 or 505 kilo stone in Greece, which has, you know, this was lifted by Eustatius, I think his name was, son of, um, a, you know, 5000 BC. Isn't that immense? You know, that's yeah. that yeah. chiseled on there. It goes now. back literally all the way so, back, all the way back. So, how did he how lift, did he lift it, it? That's what I want to yeah. know. How the hell did he lift 505 kilo stone? That's <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess he did yeah. a hip lift. Yeah. Something you probably okay. quite good at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> Brother, you've, Might have a couple you world have records. been involved with so many different different generations of strongmen, current all the way back. Talk to us about some of the most impressive things that you've ever seen in person. It's one thing to see something on TV. It's another thing to see in person. It just like kind of like it almost kind of like shakes your brain. Like what in the hell did I just see? Okay. Running with whiskey barrels, 2010, <laughs> South Africa, in the final. Mm -hmm. Some old man was getting his ass kicked. He was just happy to be there. And then he realized <laughs> he was getting his ass kicked, and he went absolutely aging and ran like I've never seen a man run so fast. With, what was it, 450 kilos? Yeah, it was pretty heavy. Yeah, Ridiculous like that. weight. That's one of the yeah. most impressive strengths I've ever seen, for sure. Thanks, Colin. Thank you. Uh, I would say... Um, Back squatting in Canada, you know, mm -hmm. we're, uh, on the on the famous uh, the back Luisia back squat, you know, was that? Uh... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you win that one, John? Did you not? Did I, you, you know, I was, you know, that was that was. I'll tell you that that thing just about killed everybody. I think I did. <laughs> it was, win it was that like event. the heaviest weight ever, you know, wasn't it, it? Lifted. Oh my god! I mean, like half the field. That was my that was my first really big competition. That was basically the top 10 in the world plus two invitees and i was one of the invitees from winning the north year before but half the field went to the bottom and got pinned under that thing. i mean half the field didn't even get up and i remember going out there and uh i mean i both of my eyes i, I broke the blood vessels in both my eyes I actually somehow started to bleed out of my forehead i remember yeah. i must have cut myself shaving earlier that day but it was <laughs> the, amount of, the amount of pressure that we were under, it was like every, you know, you, you never have like one of those machines where like a leg press or something where no matter how hard you push, it's only going to move so fast. It was one of those, yeah. even though it was so heavy, even your first rep when you exploded was no different than the last one. So it was like this brutal time under tension. That you got guys was like, a rep thing, wasn't it? That was horrible. It was a horrible machine. You had oh to get my the buzzers had to go God. off, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, That's it, that until... Until Roe came along, that's one of the most impressive strongman builds I've seen, to be fair. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. All that all that weight up on the top of it, you know. And Crazy. the thing was they had it loaded up so heavy 
that once you once you actually had on your back and they took it off the hooks, you were doing this. I mean, you it was it, you were moving front to back, and you know you you knew you only had about forty seconds under that type of pressure before you were out of gas, even if you were just standing still. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was pretty nasty for sure. You know, Hugo but- Gerard was his piece of equipment and he got pinned under it. And it was his piece of equipment. That's, That's how right, yeah. <laughs> I, it was boys, I tell you, Hugo Gerard on a one day competition <laughs> is a guy that people never rate because of he never won worlds and he yeah, but the poor guy was let me just justice, I'm slightly no rest but uh he 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 never gets the credit because actually he was an, an insomniac. He couldn't sleep when he was away. Uh, oh, and he really? was oh. his power would go that. down, down, down on a one day contest. He was really difficult to beat. I'm sure you you would agree, John. Oh, he, he, I don't think he ever lost in Canada. Did he? I think he was undefeated no. on his on his home soil in his whole yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he was he also was... Super Series World Champion twice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the shows against Zadrunas, Pujanovsky, you know, all these yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chuck, yourself. Um, he but, was a, uh, he was a, he was a lot of fun too. He loved to have a good time. You know, he was always joking around, doing something to make people laugh. You know. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was a good dude. You go, huh? <laughs> <was> yeah. like, <laughs> comedy. I, I, I've talked to him a couple times. He's a great guy. He's fun to talk to. He was. So. He actually he actually left Strawman and, and went into some bodybuilding. Hey, there we go, brother. Look at that, dude. I, I, I just I, I'm yeah. stop the sweat. <laughs> yeah, that's I gotta get myself one of those one of those plaid ones. That looks pretty sweet, brother. Shit. Thank you. That's man. that's good stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Hugo actually he he did some bodybuilding after he he retired from Strawman. Did he you did, hear about yeah, that, Colin? Yeah. He was. I, Hugo did, was I never heard. I didn't know how. How did, did you know much about? I heard he did it, but I didn't really see or hear much about it. How how did that turn out for him? Well, how how Hugo, how the bodybuilding went? Yeah, he, uh, he he um, I think he managed to take it to a reasonably high level, provincial and even um, national. Of course, there's multi you know variations of federations. So I'm not exactly sure what yeah. he was doing under, but I, he he I, he was a big block. And he was, you know, yeah. I remember there was talk of him threatening to step on stage at the heaviest weight ever. You know, everyone's that one, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I saw pictures of that's his upper it, body, it. and he was stacked. He was looking really yeah. big. He hit his waist though a bit, but yeah. yeah that's a tough <laughs> transition, you know. When I, because I obviously I went from strongman to wrestling, then wrestling to bodybuilding, and going to bodybuilding. It's such a different deal. A lot of guys get stuck in the amateurs and never make it out of there, actually make it to the pro ranks because it's, yeah. you know, it's you beat your body up so bad in strongman and for me in wrestling too that you show up to bodybuilding and you're just this big mess of, of you know, semi-healed injuries. Yeah. <laughs> waist, your, your waist has gotten big from lifting heavy shit for the last 20 years, you know? Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden mm. now you're trying to – You've been you've been living as a world of all show and all go and no show. Now all of a you got to turn it around. Nobody gives a shit how much you lift, how do you look. It's a really different psychology, you know. I mean, you 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 were really bodybuilding before strongman, weren't you? No, so, I know the first. I my first ever bodybuilding contest was after strongman. I just looked like a right? bodybuilder. Yeah, you, 
Yeah, yeah he just looks like a freak yeah, show all the time. So what, what were you doing then? What were you because you came to it all quite late? What 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 was your what was your sport, man? What were you doing? I was just I was just a I was just a fucking late bloomer trying to get strong enough to compete, you know. And so I just kind of stayed off the radar. And once I realized, okay, you Jesus Christ, dude, you're you're squatting seven hundred for reps. It's time to go out and fucking collect some hardware, you know. And then I showed up to the strongman world, and boom, there it was. You know, I've always been that. I kind of stayed off the radar, and when it was time, I just burst into the scene. You know, that was kind of my philosophy behind the whole thing. And that's what happened with 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 wrestling too. You know, with wrestling, yeah. Christ, yeah, I, I went for I left strongman to go to wrestling, and these most of these guys have been wrestling for a decade trying to get a contract. I got a contract in nine months, only because the way I look. I was a terrible fucking wrestler. <laughs> what was the movie I saw you in? What was the movie you came in? I, I, it was a big movie where I was like, oh, my God, that, that was John Anderson who came out in some massive arena in Mexico. What was it again? Yeah, yeah. That, so that one was actually was a documentary. That was actually called Lucha Mexico. In that, Check this out. In that, in that documentary, uh, yeah. four people on that movie died during a filming of that. It was Dude. nasty. Yeah, wow! I got my bicep in the middle of it. I, you get you, here's the problem: you get you get a bunch of wrestlers, and all they do is try to do <laughs> crazy shit for the camera. Then you put extra cameras around. People are going to do it. <laughs> Next thing you know, <laughs> you got four dead guys. Next thing you know, you what did they do? What did they die of? Though was it, it was all was it all like stunts and stuff? Or? I, you know, to be totally honest, most of the deaths in wrestling are, if you trace it back, is drug related. You know, like, uh, you know, without, without going in, I'm not, without going into any names, uh, I'll just do what, like, one of the, so, in a, in a, and this happened to me. So I'll use myself as an example. I just didn't die from what, from the same exact scenario. You get hurt, you go home, you get fixed, you're on medication from your doctor. Well, then you come back to wrestle. When you're getting ready to go out there, the doctor's in the lot. Not your doctor, the the federation doctor's walking around the locker room, and he's giving you shots, giving everybody what they need to get ready to go out there. Well, you take medicine from from the federation doctor on top of your own doctor. Next thing you know, you're pretty fucked up. <laughs> is it almost always pain. Is it pain? Is it stuff for pain. Yeah, and then what happens? Yeah, and then basically what happens is it just stops your heart. I mean, I had a snare similar to that where it was a real big match. I was in the ring, and I remember it was like crazy. It was like real electric, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm getting sleepy. I was like, this is not good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely got to say that's not good. Everybody place is electrified and you're falling asleep. Yeah, that's not good, John. <laughs> Definitely not good. Well, I think I got the well, ghost wrong there. It probably, it probably is what kept me alive, you know, because because all that electricity is what kept me moving, you know. Oh my god. But anyway, Jeez. long and short. Good thing you weren't in a quiet hotel room. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a that's it. Well, that's what that's what it comes down to. Usually, some sort of drug or alcohol related. Unfortunately, another guy, you know, he, another guy. He had, uh, I think, he had some contract problem, and it was, you know, he, he was starting to lose his position in the company, and took him mm-hmm. uh, got real fucked up. Took some sleeping pills, you know, threw up in his sleep and choked on it. That kind of stuff. It's a fucking, it's oh. a rough life, you know. But yeah, yeah. Either way, I don't know how the hell they got talking about this. Jesus Christ! This shows. 
<laughs> well, well Colin's got two it. big things coming up. I'll tell you how we got to it. Yeah. It was it was the greatest greatest lifts ever I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. And I and yeah. I and I and I and I besides obviously what you gentlemen have done. And I I, I wanna first of all, I wanna know what your greatest lifts are. So I've got time to think. That wasn't quite enough extra time. So what, what would be the greatest thing you've ever witnessed live in Strongman? Nick. Back on you. That, that's tough because that I've that's, seen that is a lot of put really you on the spot now. Now that we turn that crazy around, stuff. I see what you're going through, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's hard. Three. <laughs> I'll give I, you three I mean, if you want. If it's easier, maybe. Go ahead. You give me three. Go ahead. Give me a top three. That way you can you can be a bit lazy about. You don't have to. You know, it's like what food you like right. most. Top top three. Like Eddie's eleven hundred pound deadlift, yeah, and being the first one—that's that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, Were you there for that, Nick? Were you in person? No, I wasn't. Well, in person you're breaking the rules. Oh, you're breaking that the rules. Oh, okay, okay. in person. <laughs> okay, in person. Well, I like that. the greatest strength television? It's a piece of canvas Great. television. Greatest strength feat ever okay. that you've anyone and one you've seen live. How about that one? How's that? Okay. Okay. That way, it's only two. Uh, okay, there. So we've changed the rules. I like it. I like it. So you're still in the game, Nick. So Eddie. <laughs> okay. Eddie's 1100 pounds deadlift. So, so Eddie. Um, Eddie's 11. I I gotta go with that one too, because I mean, there's there's no bigger great. I mean, I, he was the first. You know. I, I gotta go with it too, man. It was it was outrageous. And I was there live. Yeah. That's my live one then. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, yeah. Kind of my both actually. Yeah. Kind of my both. Yes. Uh. Yeah, and yeah, I, 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 yeah, no, it, he, that was that was absolutely sick. Um, watching Hooper at the classic fly with that eleven hundred pound yoke was super impressive. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And then Brian actually doing the fifteen hundred pound yoke like it was nothing as well. Th those were lifts that were just. Out of, out of control for me. And I mean, there's there's just so many, though. I mean, when uh, Jenkins and I were down in Australia and we were doing the rocket lift yeah. and we tied because we ran out of weight, yeah. <laughs> 20, 2,531 pounds. <laughs> no, that, that, was uh, my, that, was, that was one of my contests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was crazy because we beat the record by 100 kilos. You did, yeah. We didn't just, we just yeah, didn't beat a, the world record. Big, we just destroyed the world record. You just worked it. Oh, um, yeah. Just put a, put a hurt on it. Yeah. I mean, like some of the things I've seen Z do, like the first yeah. time he, <laughs> some of the log pressing I've watched that guy do, just, I mean, he makes it so effortless. <clears throat> it's hard to pick just one, two, three things because, I mean, I've watched Brian do so many amazing things. I've watched Brian take a 622-pound stone when the world record was only like five-something and just yeah. pop it right over like it was nothing. Um, I'll tell, I tell you, you know, one, that Kiliskovsky. Kiliskovsky at the Arnolds, mm -hmm. when he lifted that, was it, was it how, how heavy was that stone he shouldered? Oh, it's 419, I think. Like no one else, did anyone else? Or, no, it's 461. It? It's 461. If you, know, if you don't know it, John, go 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 so, look it up, man. It's, it, it'll blow you away. You got no, to I know it, else before. It, no, you he, know it. He was just throwing that thing up like there, like it was nothing. Nobody else I could know. do shit with it. He was just just throwing it up there. 
You know, look like he's throwing Oats a stuck of your bag over his shoulder. You know, mm -hmm. it, it begs the question then: What is real strength? That's the question for you. Things like Brian's. Mm -hmm. Brian Stone is immense because it, it is truly out of your comfort zone, isn't it? We all know that. Stone lifting is a mm -hmm. big movie, isn't it? Multi movie. Yeah. You know, yep. and uh, I, I don't know. You know, it, it's, it's when you really see some bear just, just lift something and throw it, you know, like even Brian throwing the kettlebell, that, that unbelievably big kettlebell that was about 800, yeah. about 100, 200 pounds or something. It was yeah, lofty. and they just make it look else couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. Like, how the hell do you do that? I thought I was convinced we'd build them too big, and, and nope, <laughs> not when you're Brian. I mean, no. perhaps it was insane as well. You know, some of the stuff he's done. You know, I reckon if I'm you ran, oh, God, yeah. if you took a hundred of the greatest strongmen in history and ran a hundred events, Hapthor in 2019 would have won. I would say 30 percent of them, <laughs> and he would have been in the top five in. Uh, the, another 50 of them. Maybe the last 20%, he was still pushing top 10. He, You couldn't mm -hmm. beat him in the log press. You know, Eddie Hall didn't yeah. beat him in the log press in 2019, 2018. You know, at his strongest. Yes. You know, he, he gambled, okay, he gambled, but they still drew as champions. I mean, that team mm -hmm. was strong. Yeah. 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 And, and, well, Colin, check this out. What? Let's, let's, let's switch gears a little bit because you have got what the one of the best productions of a strongman contest that anyone's ever fucking laid their eyes on what you've got going now with giants live just the the quality of the viewership is just insane in terms from the way you light it to the theater talk to us about this because you've taken you've taken the actual production and the viewership and the experience of somebody, a fan watching a strongman contest to a whole, whole new fucking planet. Talk to us about this a little bit because you, what a fucking brainchild. And that is such a compliment. Thank you, man. That, that, that's um, certainly is, is probably what I'm, I guess, I guess secretly, I don't like to be to show too much pride, but secretly proudest of it is actually with Darren, of course, and there's oh. so many influential people yeah. on me. Uh, that have, have, have helped you know, Darren in particular, but if we helped us, you know, turn this into something really sexy. Yeah, you know, we got to um, get Darren. We'd love to have Darren on the show. We got to, we got to get him on the show. He'd be a good. Mm -hmm. we're, we're we're yin and yang, you know. You know, he's 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 he's, he's everything. I, everything I'm bad at, he's good at, uh, and he's good at both. So I, I, I can't even say I'm better at him than the other stuff. But he's a good guy, to have. but um. I, you know what? The, one of the pivotal Great moments guy. was um, in 2005, we did our first Mohegan Sun near Boston. Mohegan mm -hmm. Sun Casino. We had just broken up the IFSA split, you know. Mm -hmm. Hi, John. You guys were off here with Dougie, my yeah. mentor, Douglas Edmonds. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I suddenly had to grow up very quickly. I wasn't just going to be an MC at Worlds or, or this or that or, or pottering around with with um, Ulf Benson and Odd doing a kind of fun tour. Uh, mm -hmm. I now had to go for it. You know, suddenly there was no one out there to pick up the reins and referee, pick all the events, pick the athletes. I mean, I, I, I think it's fair to say 49 of the top 50 athletes in the world went with IFSA at that point, pretty much. Um, with, with just Janowski. <laughs> Marius was about the only one who didn't. Um, and, then, and then obviously there's a whole squad of guys came through. 
And I knew that I knew I knew that if we if we just pitched people right, but I didn't know how to do it at that point. We get into arenas, we could make it happen. It happened in vaudeville time. How did they do it? What was the secret? And I stewed over these things and I watched and we experimented and we were kind of lucky in a way, you know. Ulf Benson was quite a risk taker. Odd was mm -hmm. had some financial backing and I was the producer and we but I remember getting a in 2007, it was in the end, I think, Mohegan's son. And I was thinking of going off and doing my own thing. I got a, this this, this award-winning Canadian theatre director came and saw me. And he came to Mohegan's son. And he watched it. And he, he was exceptionally camp bloke. And he was like, oh, darling, this... I said, how, did, how did you enjoy it? What do you think afterwards? He was like, it's the greatest. It's the greatest show I've ever seen. I love it. I love it. But how you're so lucky because all of these guys are entertainers without ever actually being told how to do it. Opposite of WWE. You're just lucky, is what he said. Yeah. And I remember him saying the number one thing is that Jesse Marunde, my God, he, he's giving you comedy yeah. as well with Marius. They had some comedy shtick where they pretend to fight and, and the crowd was laughing. And, and, and you probably know this from wrestling. It's, before you guys know it, the best of all, storyline. And, and, and yeah. we don't have a fake, we can't have a fake storyline and, and, and at that time, we weren't on telly enough, and there was no social media, really. It was a, it was, it was a, no, there wasn't, none. So it was kind of creating a, he, he just explained to the theory of having a hero, a local hero, a bad guy. Yeah. If you're in America, it could be Koklai of the Russian, uh, again, mm. on the cop, and you play it hard. You know, you have, yeah. make sure you have enough, enough um, you know, events that make it flow faster because it's too slow. It's like five hours at the moment. That sucks. I, did, I, my, I, I was bored in the end. So I was like, wow, leave them wanting more. Okay, just little thoughts like this. Leave them wanting more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can never have a five-star show. And I, I consider it, this is where Daz and I work together. Very much nuts and bolts, Daz. I kind of see it. it, it, it always have. So he does too. But it is an entertainment mm -hmm. product at the end of the day. Very yes, much so. 100%. 100 percent mm -hmm. watching people watching straw man lift heavy shit is and if the show is wrapped around that and it's the whole thing is designed for entertainment that's what you've fucking done with this with your shows brother i mean everything from just sitting there looking around in the fucking arena with the lights and the spotlights it's like it's like in, in a good way it's like it's like a circus ole circus but it's you know it's real that makes sense it's like it, the production value is top-notch, brother. Thank you. Uh, uh, one, one, of, one of the other things I realized was, was another, just a little tip. If you're ever doing, someone else ever tries to follow in our footsteps, you know, good luck to them. It's some, there's, there's a hell of a lot more room for, for promoters. You know, we, we need more. But, you know, uh, if you go to the zoo or like a zoo park and you're there driving through your car and if you only see a lion for like, you go in there to see the lions doing their shit live. It's like, you know, grazing mm -hmm. ground, right? Yeah. Don't have them on stage and then off to the back behind the curtains. So the yeah. biggest show, one of the biggest shows I've been to was like 03. Uh, 03, I went to, 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 to the Arnold um, when Arnold was still the governor. And, um, you know, it was just watching everyone go onto the stage and then run off again. It was all it was just grossly overstage managed. And bodybuilding could really learn from this, I think, actually is actually having the guys out there in a goldfish bowl became a key part. Show them the whole mm -hmm. exoskeleton. Show them, mm -hmm. show them, ha have conversations. Floor managers pointing to this and that. They're part of a TV show. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, yeah. guys, let's count in 10. Clapping, clapping, clapping. Hey, we're all part of it. And it was making everybody feel a member in that audience, a member on the night, taking a vital part and having fun together and zoning in. And we're all in it together, all in the same way, same, <laughs> same wavelength, including yeah. them. And they give back. And it does. The more they give back, the more the guys perform, the more they perform, the more. Yes. And you really don't have to script comedy or anything, Dan. It's, it's like a fun. positive order. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that positive oh. energy is like a positive vortex. It just goes faster and bigger and stronger. Next thing you know, it you've created something that people can't really describe, but they just want more of it. They get they get almost delirious oh. and drunk on on on. on. I, I've never felt it so palpable as when we came back for the Royal Albert Hall, July twenty fifth, and I I forgot how important it was to have people around you. And mm, I've been sitting yeah. sitting in this this <clears> office <throat> at the end of my garden. For two years, basically, it felt like eighteen months, and then suddenly, every loads of people walked in in mass. And oh my, this is happening, man! This is all about. It's bloody happening. Lockdown had ended three days before, and the more and more people came in. I thought no one's going to turn up. He's going, oh my god, what's going to happen? And then I even I was a little socially awkward. You know, after eighteen months of lockdown, you're like, hi, hi, <laughs> oh, I go to fist bump. Oh no, we sorry, hands, hi, elbows. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think all of us were that way. And, uh, yeah, and then and then it was just weird, man. You know, and and it was like it was cathartic. It was I realized we're pack animals. Yeah, you can be like Mr. Lone Wolf off in the distance when, yeah, as long as you got the pack around mm. you, you're having fun sometimes, appreci mm -hmm. appreciating who you are, or it's no fun. Yeah, and and, and actually going oh. out there and we this is a record I'm truly proud of. You know, the Royal Albert Hall is a big deal in Britain. It's a it's a hell of an arena, 150 years old, and they have a decibel meter. If you go over 120 decibels, you will get reported by the council and, and the Royal Albert Hall gets a fine. Now, that's with electronic <laughs> equipment. That's like, wow, we're talking, you know, everyone's been there. Led Zeppelin, you name it. They've all been there and rocked it out. We managed to hit the highest ever non-electric sound, the roar of the crowd as Iron Bibby raised the world record in the axle. And yeah, wow. we, we kind of fudged the rules. That's strong, man. Everybody had two, <laughs> attempts at, two attempts at it. He had his two attempts at it. But guess what? He'd already fucking <clears> had <throat> the contest. He was going for a world record. So we gave him a third. Why not? It's, there, there <laughs> yeah. is the, the rules are he's, he's won the contest. He's going for a world record. So you have a third one. Why not? He, and you yes. can embarrass yourself. Why, absolutely. Everyone thought he was going to fail it. They started laughing at him. This big boy from Burkina Faso. I mean, he's just massive, baby. He's, you know, yeah, he's, he's huge. probably, I call he's him gigantic. the unknown, unknown quantity, Don. You've got to see him. You've got to see him in Roper in life. He, he's the most talented he, human I've ever met, actually. And he just got they, it, muscled it up to his chest, and then yeah. uh, pressed it over his head. And the crowd, <sighs> it was unbelievable as everyone just let out this war, ripping masks off. And, it was it was like a moment of, of, of uh, I, I, I love to relive that moment. It was the most beautiful moment, and similar to the five hundred, that crowd and everything was, you know, you were like mainline it in, man. It was great, you know. It was, it was really electric. It was as good as it gets. Hey, hey, I'll never forget that at the Manchester Arena. I will never forget that when I got to compete there. Thank you, because when I loaded that last stone and that place went nuts. Unbelievable! I, it's something I'll I'll never ever forget it. Well, you you know you went you were um sadly, uh, and it was a very odd show that one because there had been a bomb at the arena beforehand, hadn't there? Yeah, 
uh, the, the Grande. We were the first show back. Yeah, yeah, we were the first show back. Yeah. And, and the whole kind of Manchester people, that's a big you know, big boxing venue, big everything. They turned up yeah. still in their numbers. It's almost 10,000. They were You were on fire that day, Nick. Yeah, I had a good fire, day. Man. You were, you were um, that super yoke. Unbelievable. Yeah. Frame carry. With the motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. You're pressing. Good day. You almost got a rep. <laughs> I, got, I got one. I got one. I did get one. <laughs> Uh, Can you press overhead, John? Can you still press? So Colin, oh yeah, John. Yeah, he's John good John you know, I, I, right. I still, I still, I still move a little weight around. You know, I still give a go. <laughs> you know, keep in mind as a bodybuilder, as a bodybuilder, I'm supposed to just be all show, no go. But it's just not as fun as fucking landing it on the line. You know, <laughs> how, how much do you bench, man? What do you, what do you press? What are you pressing overhead? And what would you bench at the moment? You know, funny enough is I, I never really benched a whole lot. I, when I was early on, you know, when I was younger, I actually, when I say tore, it wasn't like I detached, but I had, I had a few minor pec tears on both armpits. So I stopped doing regular bench press long before I came to strongman. I was actually doing narrow to protect my pecs, which translated perfectly to overhead press because a lot of those log handles were not extremely far apart. So mm. that narrow grip bench press actually translated well. I did narrow grip almost every, even incline presses. But uh, yeah. so check this out, brother. Here's the question. <clears throat> so you, Strongman, obviously the production value was here. You came along and brought it all the way over. To but here's the thing. You're just getting started. So tell us what the hell is coming next. Because I know you, that you, you, you all you do is see the moon. And that's a compliment. So you take moonshots, you know, you you go for it. You don't just take a little step. If I told you the full plan, if I told you the full master plan in my little head, I, I would sound like a lunatic. But I, I, okay, I, I because, because, brother, brother, here, check, check this out. Here's the thing. When I explain, when, when, if I explain my goals to people and they understand them, my goals aren't big enough. When I my goals need to, when people hear my goals, they need to think this fucking guy's nuts. Then I know I'm on track, just like you. So go ahead. Uh, I had we had to shift. I, mean, I had to shift my goals. You know, my, 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 for me, you know, getting to do a show with Arnold Schwarzenegger in '03, and that was great. Producing the shows, mm -hmm. and then and then I wanted to do my own thing. And you know, AEG were part of it. They were shareholders. And then they pissed off, and I had to really learn it all myself, finance it myself. Until Darren came along, it's been building, and I, and I, we feel we feel we've got a momentum going now, and and, and I think undoubtedly, yeah, I, I would like yeah, I'd like to work, I'd like to do America, I'd like to do America a lot more, a lot more. I'd like to make this Nations Cup thing, which is like a Ryder Cup. I'd like to see that go to it's going to Britain on the twenty sixth of November, USA versus UK. <laughs> I'd like to see that going backwards and forwards because there are two nations that are love strength. And I think mm -hmm. probably USA yeah. should get the better of the UK most years. But I think it's a good battle to start. And that could be a great fun one. But then, actually, uh, we're going to take official strongman looks more seriously as well. And I think, not even I think, that will be, we're going to up the number of shows. You know, I'd like to see 12 major internationals a year around the world, Grand Prix, um, you know, working on finding more talent around the world. But that works in with the official strongman, which is a CrossFit mm -hmm. nailed it. They nailed it. Oh, excuse me if you're, you guys are a federation 
tied in or anything and, you, and you've always enjoyed federations but for me i always saw federations as, as, as someone else's way of getting 60 70 dollars out of me that was that's how it felt <laughs> yeah and what did yeah. i get for that i don't know i don't know anyway what we what we give you is a small membership fee and then you get all the pay-per-views you get to invite to compete in competitions men women Jeez, we'll have binary, uh, you know, uh, third sex. <laughs> you know it. Uh, why not? Why not? Why should be everything? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I love everybody. I'm, I'm, you know, age, weight, over 60s has got to come soon because because Felix and Nick will be over 60 soon. So we'll have to bring that oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got six years to go as of two to three days ago. So, and, yeah. and that can all be done from your, you know, from your bedroom, you know. Um, lifting your weights and then getting yourself selected, and I, you know, I, I think that will grow. You're asking me, I, I think that'll grow into a huge um, expo one day, because we saw it to the future with the Arnolds UK, where Eddie was the star uh, last year when I was when we were part of it, and Strongman was easily <coughs> the most, in my from what I saw, by far and away the most attractive thing there, and it was everywhere for once. You know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger poster. 26 sports or whatever it was, 35 sports. I can remember in Australia, the year before, Eddie did that world record. When we came into that world record, the poster had Strongman. You know, it's always Arnold's face in the middle, the Arnold's, right? You remember the poster? All the mm -hmm. sports around his face, and, and bodybuilding was the big one right in front of him, right? Strongman was over here, a tiny one. The following year, there was Strongman right in front of his face, and because we pulled the world record in front of him. And thanks, thanks, Eddie. Mm -hmm. again. That was amazing. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's so damn easy. Everyone can get it. It's like uh, there's a good story from a guy who <clears> went <throat> over to buy the television from the UFC, British guy. And being a British um, big cheese TV guy, he, he thought he could ask them, you know, I'm coming in to buy your TV, but I have a problem. We, we're a national broadcaster. Is there any way we can tone it down a little bit? <laughs> that was the British guy's question to Dana White and, you know, the, uh, the two brothers. And, and they said, listen, if you're sitting in a bar and, 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 and the football's over there, the snooker's over there, the darts, you've got the baseball on over there, and then two fellas break out in a fight just over there, what are you watching? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's exactly. a fight. Yeah. And actually, all we, got, all we got to do is serve it to people on a plate, serve it to them on a plate that is sexy, and they'll, mm -hmm. suddenly it won't seem uncool anymore. It's already not seeming uncool. And it's growing. It's getting the movements. And suddenly it's a, before you know it, we'll be back on, 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 on hey, not just CBS Sport. Maybe we'll be on CBS. And maybe, we'll, who knows? Just, for, you know, keep going up and up. And I don't see why yeah. we can't have lots of, you know, everything that the UFC has, everything that, um, you know, bodybuilding has or had, you know, just don't let yourselves pull yourselves apart. That's number one thing is work together. Work together. Yeah. Have a common yeah, vision. Have a common vision. Yeah. Try not to stab each other in the back. You know, if there's any other yeah. promoters out there and you're and you're joining the game, do me a favor and just give me a goddamn call because we're awful friendly. And you know, at worst we can pick a different date and we can help advise you. But you know, <laughs> um, no, brother, that's what you're just saying right there, that's game changer shit. Because if you look at like powerlifting and even happens strum and everybody tries to steal a piece of the fucking pie and it breaks it down what needs to happen is everybody needs to come together 
and fucking build it up because that's what needs to happen. If it's ever going to go where everybody wants it to, it's a team effort. You know, 100%. everybody 100%. works together. Don't at least, at least don't. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe the Native American tribes. You know, had they all come together. They might have been able to expel, you know, this this horrible uh, force from Britain <laughs> yeah. and, and whatnot. You know, not, you know. But if they were, they were always infighting. It's been like the Scottish clans were infighting as well. You know, the McDonalds mm. against the Campbells. But then yeah. they couldn't take on. They didn't have the strength to beat the English. And and if you don't come together, if we don't come together, it's just as quickly as that it could all vanish again. Yeah. This this you know, yeah. a, a strong man at its zenith was around eighteen eighty to about 1905-06, probably at its absolute peak around just after 1900. Eugene Sandow, we did the Royal Albert Hall, we got 5,000 people through the door, packed it out, the Queen Stadium, it was badass. Back then, they didn't have seats except for the, whatever it was, 500 royalty, like the Marcus of Queensbury, the guy who invented boxing rules, the Queen herself, the Queen Victoria, all the, they had plus seats, the rest were standing. 15,000 people came for three days to watch him do strongman oh. routine. And Britain, the, uh, it was to find Britain's most, uh, Britain's strongest physique as well. So actually they did some strength wow. things, but it was really posing. And that was, that's how Eugene Sandow, they say started bodybuilding, but really he was a strongman as well. And he did a strongman routine there. So that's quite something. That's 45,000 people across three days. So walking out. he was on the front cover of every paper. He was, you know, he was the, you know, the first sponsored sportsman of any variety, you know? So, well, brother, I would say you, you definitely have with what you're doing with your shows, you've got the whole thing on the right track. There's no question about it. I mean, the, 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 the improvements that are happening year by year and the production value. I mean, somebody turns on like it, when, when you're looking at this, like when you're watching Strongman on YouTube, when you stumble across one of your videos for your shows, you can't not stop to want to watch it. It just looks too fucking cool, you know. And so know just, a fact. Here's, here's a fact. For you. Here's a fact for you guys. This is this is how you know you're in the right game. We had. Oh. Hey, mom. <laughs> we had. We had. We had. <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> NFL, Facebook's NFL channel, right? NFL page, you know, the mm -hmm. NFL Facebook had less views than us in 2021 by 300 million. We had 1.3. Hold on, oh. re, re, say that, say that one more time, brother, so everybody hears this very. Wow, Gi Giants Live Facebook. Actually, this is, I'm quite proud of this one. If 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 if, if lockdown was had gave us one thing, we took our channel from a quarter of a million to four to four million. It grew. It grew like wow. 15 fold. And we went from having, you know, a, a 50, 30, 40, 50 million views in a good year to 1.4, oh, sorry, 1.3 billion views. That's life. insane. That's freaking yeah. awesome. Isn't that amazing? Eddie's, yeah, Eddie's deadlift video on one video has been watched by something like 395 million. We're, we're coming close to the 400 million mark. Wow, that's that's wow. nuts. How, how, it's a basic that's currency. It, it's the it's the U.S. dollar of currencies strength. Anyone can get it. You just turn it on. Yeah. If you're in Timbuktu, if you're whatever, what mm -hmm. what what, what you, it's so base, mm -hmm. and that's a, that's beautiful. 
Just make sure it's easy the, to understand. The thing about it is the product to the, you know, to the, to the layman, you know, the, the, just the overall entertainment value is a big part of what gets someone to stop. I mean, of course, the straw man, the people that love straw man and strength, they know what they're looking for. And what you're giving them is, is cool. It's icing on the cake. It's gravy. But for the people that are discovering it, when they hit your, the way that you've t- just in the last cup, I mean, Oh my yep. God, you've, you've keep stepping it up to the point where, you know, it could be a, you know, anybody is going to take a look at that video and just you can't help but stop and look at the theater you can't help but stop and look at so many different elements just it's just a fucking cool show and that then of course put on you know then once you actually stop long enough to see holy shit here's this guy that's doing this crazy strength a feat of strength i mean brother you just keep doing what you're doing and i mean the trajectory of that show alone is totally changing the game and if you continue to do what you're mm-hmm. doing it's i mean i can't see how this whole thing you want it to go here, here i mean here's a question right uh, I, sure. I mean it probably wasn't like this in the usa because you guys had the football culture when i you know when yeah. i was in america growing up as a kid and i grew up in pennsylvania um i left when i was like 14 and everyone was already pumping pumping iron you know, kids were pumping iron at 11, 12, 13. You know what I mean? And, but in Britain at that period, when I went back, if you were lifting weights, you, what, are you a muscle Mary, are you? You go down the gym, do you? You're like, oh, geez, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, what does a muscle Mary mean? What's this ridiculous, you know? That's what you were seen as. You know, you were sort of, um, it was, it, you know, it, it was, oh, all the boys down the gym together, you know, it's, um, you know, it's a, it, it, you were, it was like a, we, a slightly perverse subculture, almost, you know, kind of, of course, Strongman was even worse. It kind of had like this kind of end of peer, you know, da, 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 kind of sleazy low end of it, you know, and the bodybuilding was kind of, people were always sort of making cheeky comments about it on TV and whatnot. So I, I, I'm just so glad that image, it really fills me with pride, actually, when when, 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 when people, anybody mm-hmm. could be proud to say they're a strongman fan. It probably yeah. sounds weird to America. <clears throat> you guys are so much ahead of us. You always have been, you know, on this kind of thing. Strength sports, you know. But I imagine probably if you were a little older, go back. If Nick was 10 years older, he'd probably have experienced that in America, you know. Um, uh, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably a little The rest bit. of the world, for sure. But not, now it's, it's just cool to go to the gym. I mean, how many gyms... How many gyms are in your hometown? There used to be like one or two. Oh, oh gosh. There's probably over 100 here. Oh, How many yeah. times there's, have you said to yourself, you two, I should, I should start a gym? Ah, no. There's, there's just far too many gyms. And then suddenly there's double the amount there was last year. And they're all yeah, no. okay. <clears throat> yeah. no, I, I actually oh, had yeah. a gym for a while. I had did a gym you? prior. I did. Mm-hmm. I, what, I went a totally different angle, though. What I did was I. it was small. It was kind of a, I called it private because that got me away from a whole lot of the public laws I don't want to deal with. And then I was actually selected who I brought in and the membership was 350 bucks a month. So it was like, it was like a, I, I was protecting the culture. Does that make sense? And nice. so yeah, I like it, it wasn't, it's, you know, it was like, if you, if you want to come in here and, and you don't want to put your cell phone on the fucking shelf, then this is not the place for you. There's, there's, no. You don't have to get upset about it. It's, it's not your place. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's a, 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 a member club. Just, 
Remember, it's just like you him, said, right? there's yeah. there's 15 more fucking gyms right down the street. You could be on your phone all goddamn day, but just not here, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think that's what's missed is that there's so many gyms that all service the same stupid shit. If there was if there was a little bit more niche to it, you find that a little bit, but it's not really enforced. I think sometimes when people enforce a niche, it actually becomes more popular than if you try to, you know, be flexible with people. <clears throat> that makes sense. That's what could work for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I like it. Was I like the fact it. that it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, people came to kick ass, and that was it. You know, COVID came along, and that pretty much changed everything. But uh, it was it was a fun venture. It was, uh, you know, I basically at that point I said, <clears throat> well, COVID's here. Um, you know, everything's getting fucking closed down. So I basically shut that baby down, <clears throat> bought a house in Mexico, and came and quarantined myself down here. That's where I am right now. Actually, quarantined myself for a year in Mexico. Nice. Nice. Where, where are you? Where, which part? <laughs> where in Mexico? San Felipe. So it's actually a drive. I, I, between between strongman and wrestling I've, and even bodybuilding, I've been too much time on a fucking airplane. <clears throat> so I can actually drive from my <laughs> California house down here to Baja. So, but either way, I totally agree with you. The whole, the whole gym thing is it went from, you know, gyms were like, you know, you'd have like a little weight room in a fucking racquetball club, you know, mm. to now, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's, that was my first experience. My dad would play fucking racquetball and I'd go in there and it was all, there was no really free weights. It was all one of those, you know, it was all the pins and it was like, you know, totally archaic, but you know, they, all it did was collect dust. Nobody was in there. Nobody understood I, it. I, 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 I don't think we're too far away from, you, you go to like the whatever Schmo hotel now. And they they yeah. dumbbells up to up to fifty pounds now. Maybe maybe yeah. more. Yeah, we're not fine. Give them a couple more years. They'll have tires and kegs and it's amazing. Do you guys yeah. remember the old universal machines? Yeah, universal that's what machines? I was talking. That was the shit that was in the racquetball club. That was like the whole gym, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was, was like hilarious. it was like one big station in the middle and there was a few things around the outside of it. That's all it was, you know? Yeah, they had like but, a weird funky leg press on it, a dip machine. But Colin, you're correct. I mean, you can go, I would say if, if we, let's just say that the, if we were in, go to Intermajor City and three of us are, we went and, and ch- stopped it at 50 gyms. I bet you half of them have some strongman based equipment. You know, it's really getting more popular now. It might not be a tire, you know, but you just find that they're always, strongman has become quite popular in terms train even though they don't compete they like to train strong man you know yeah crossfit, Nick, I mean, you, crossfit, you, crossfit's been good crossfit's been good <clears> yeah actually crossfit 100 brought a lot i mean of they're heading they're the kind of heading to they're heading towards strongman light you know what i mean it's uh times <laughs> yeah you know uh, yeah well, my rogue are, 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 are seeing that the you know you know rogue see it that as a that there's there's strongman, there's CrossFit, and then there's everything kind of almost in between, you know, because CrossFit mm-hmm. is, geez, these guys are strong, real strong, you know, <laughs> impressive. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big market, you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have mind been selling equipment during lockdown, I tell you. That, that was a good, <laughs> that was a good time to sell. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, that was a <clears throat> Everybody was wanted a home gym. opportunity there. Yeah. I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a hold of dumbbells. I couldn't get a hold of dumbbells in Britain for about. Oh, it was about a six-week period, but it was, you'd have to pay three hundred dollars a dumbbell to get to get it. You know, it was, oh yeah, it was like a weird Jeez. black market of dumbbells. 
Well, you oh know, the, you know, like a plate, normally you're paying a pound, a, a dollar a pound. During COVID, you're paying four or five dollars a pound for a plate. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was insane. Oh, easy. It was like straight up, it was like straight up, you know, drug deal, cocaine, you know, it was like <laughs> you could charge whatever <laughs> for, your you dumbbells. for it, you know. I, I gotta get me some of them, some of them 45s, man. Help me out. <laughs> Deep dish, help me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted my son to get the weightlifting. There was nothing else to do, you know. But geez, you might as well mm. begin, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. getting big. Yeah, yeah. He's massive. Jesus, his hands are bigger than mine. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the world's biggest Colombian. My wife's Colombian. So I, you know, he, yeah. maybe he'll represent Colombia and strongman. Be the first effort. There you go. There How you old go. is he now? He could just turned thirteen not long ago. Yeah. Oh wow. And he's already got bigger wow. hands than you. Yeah, he you're does. not a small dude either. Oof. Yeah, but I, I kind of so. too much. I, I need big palms and too much the fingers. You know, the fingers never developed. <laughs> <laughs> I have much bigger hands if I had more for finger. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, there's only so many Mark Felixes in the world, so you know. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> hey, guess what? Hey, this is gonna this is gonna do your brain. This is gonna blow your brain away, man. You know the the Hercules mm. hold. That was that was a yeah. To be fair, that was a big hit. People, loads of people saw that, and that was really cool, you man. And and that that you know that's done a lot. That alone has done a lot for strongman, and. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, when do I get to do that? Well, <laughs> you, 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 may, you may well get a call up to the UK versus USA. You never know. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we, have, we have to chat. We have to chat. There could be some injuries. We have, we'll be okay. Um, All right. Fair enough. Guess, guess how well the girls did at it. How close do you think female grips to male grips are? That's a question for two very experienced men. Ooh. Probably 75%. I would say better, far better than we would have ever expected. So the same way as Mark Felix, how long do you think a woman might be able to hang on? Oof. Are we going like quantifying by percentage, like how minute ten? So so Felix, to give you an exact thing, Felix's record, and and he, you know, there's been some truly great men who've tried it. He's done mm -hmm. minute thirty-two and point something, right? It's um, it's pretty brutal, and and. and so you can imagine how difficult it is. Average man, good strong man between 45 and a minute, right? Novikov, mm -hmm. uh, tough bastards like that. Lissus might mm -hmm. do a minute and five, minute and eight. I think Oberst did a, a minute and 16. You know, Iron Bibby did a minute and 15. Huge. They were the two closest to Felix is 132. I'm gonna, I think we're going to see, because the women are going to do the same way as the men. I think we're going to see a woman go over a minute. You're kidding me. Yeah. I, I, I figured like a minute five, minute ten. I don't think, I don't wow. think their, grips, their grips are really much different at all in holding strength. It's how much you want it as well. There's a bit of that. Wow. How thick your pad of your hand is, how we can get around it. But you watch Donna Moore uh, and, and, and the other British girls who've tried it. They were shocked us. Um, I mean, there's... You know, that <laughs> they are strong, man. They are really strong. I actually looked it up. I thought, how can this be possible? Started looking at the physiology. Women have supposedly got almost, I think it's about ninety something percent of the leg strength of men. Did, did you realize that? Mm, no, sixty percent of the upper body. Those could be way out. Those figures, but th that's kind of in a rough field. It's the upper body that 
but not the grip. The grip doesn't let them. There's a lady in Britain doing doing 150 farmers kilograms. That's like you know. Oh my god. <laughs> 330, yeah. 330 pounds. Yeah. That's yeah. massive. That's massive. That's cool. Wow. That's pretty That's interesting. That's pretty cool. You, you wouldn't want That's to be in really a competition where she's competing. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Uh, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be fun. So Not that's that's my next step. But you, I mean, Johnny asked, what, what are we doing? I really want to, I've got a daughter and I want to showcase female strength, but not do it Very in cool. any kind of, not try and do it in any overtly, um, you know, well, the, the Glamazons was one thing. I know the IFSA guys tried, you know. It just ever since there's no need to have some sort of sexual element to to, to strong women. It's yeah. cool as cool as it is, and women should be allowed to do it just as much as men. And yeah. clearly they can do some immense things. That old that old Husafelt woman from Iceland, she can lift a stone or two, you know. So uh and I think it's yeah. just cool, you know. And if they wanna they wanna glam it up, they can. If they don't, they don't. It's up to them, you know. And I think that's get it, you know, that's, that's really cool, brother. Side. That's yeah. really cool. So here's a question for you, brother. You've done you've done a whole lot of really cool stuff in the world of Strom, especially with promoting what you're doing now. If you had the ability to get into a time machine and go back and give yourself one piece of advice, how far back do you go? What do you tell your younger self and what, what would that piece of advice change? I actually, I actually wouldn't go that far back. Uh, I would go back about uh, to about March or April 2020, when, when I was it was the first time in my life I felt out of control because the world changed, and my government would tell, who the fuck are my government to tell me what to do? I, and they yeah. worked for me, and it was suddenly, and we were heading towards our biggest show ever. And I, I almost that, that really. It kind of knocks my belief in life. It really, I, I found that very painful to take. I really did. I became, luckily I had, I had a lot of Facebook videos to zone in on to make, to become very insular and didn't really want to speak to a lot of people. And it really, it knocks me down, man. And what I'd say to myself is, Colin, don't worry, man. There's, there's, it's okay. You can't control everything. You can't, you just have to just roll with this one. It's going to be fine in 18 months. Don't worry, son. You'll be all right. Chill, smile. Do a little more playing in the garden with your kids, like everyone else. It's okay. <laughs> Play in the garden. There we go. That's, That's about a it. piece of advice. Like Play that. in the garden. That's cool. I brother. feel like I aged a lot in that time period, and, and I became rather antisocial in some ways. And that's that's not a good thing to do. That's not a good thing to do. Be so stressed about your ambition. Ambition is a killer, and we have to be very yeah. careful about that. Set your goals, yeah. but enjoy the enjoy the journey. Because if you yes. can't, if you become so obsessed with your goals that it, that if you're knocked off course, it becomes, ah, you know, we, we know, know a man or two who's like that, you know, who's just, mm -hmm. they're almost some of them are setting themselves up for a fall, you know, they've got to be careful. You've got to work on being rounded in life because I know it's important to achieve things. Yes, it is. But, it, but it's also important to, uh, to enjoy the ride. And that's one thing I've, I have learned, yeah. but it was a painful, painful bump to get there. I'll be honest. Yeah. That's that a great piece of advice right there. Song. Yeah, going after I love that, Colin. That's beautiful right there. <clears throat> Go get those goals, but remember to enjoy the ride. You know, that's that's 
I have to remind myself of that often. And it, it's really helpful to hear other people like yourself say that because it just, it just, uh, you know, it backs up the stuff that we know that we need to do, but sometimes we're not always very good at doing. <laughs> so very cool, brother. Very cool. Yeah. Answer, right answer, on. Well, answer, we call, answer phone calls to old friends. You know, all those things. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm just too busy. I'm too busy. I got to get it. Yeah. And, you know, you think, yeah. God, P -P one day you wake up and you, you, no one, why is no one calling me anymore? I want to have fun today. Well, that's because yeah. every other day, you, me, <laughs> you, all you're doing yeah. is working. You're, you're possessed. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there we go. That would be my, what would what, you go on if you were to take, please, your turn. What would, what would you two guys do if you had to go back? And, what would you change? Would you change anything? Would you want anything to change? I, I, I wouldn't change anything, but what I would do is I would give myself, uh, I, I would go back. I mean, because my life has been a series of, it's, it's, the, it's those big challenges that I didn't think that I was going to make it through. It's those, th those were the things that actually brought me to the next level. And what I would have told myself is, look, there's going to be a series of these times where you think your, your world is coming to an end. And that those are your biggest opportunities. It took me till I was in my fucking late twenties to figure that shit out. But once I realized, okay, when I when I don't think I can breathe because I think I'm so fucked, that that's the moment that changes my life in a good way. But it just took a fucking while to for me to figure that out. Now when I'm catching myself out of breath, I start looking around, going, okay, what what the fuck's coming? Let's go because I know it's here. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I don't what about you, Nick? I, I don't know if there's anything I would necessarily change. Um, because everything I've gone through, and I've gone through some fairly, some unbelievably great things and some fairly really traumatic stuff. And it's just, that's how life is. Yeah. If I changed something in that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't have gotten where I've gotten. Um, so I don't know if there's a whole lot I would change. I would probably change the way I deal with stress. Kind of like what you were saying, Colin. Everything's going to be okay. Just put your yeah. head down, get the job done, take your time, and enjoy life. Spend time with the people that are important to you. And Because yeah. one day, you never know. They're not going to be here. And you might as well spend time with the ones you love while you can because they're making a yeah. lot more things, but time is not one of them. No. So, you know, and Colin, you yeah. know, the cool thing, Nick, he, Colin's the first one that's turned that question around on us. Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. Guys. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear what people like, you know, guys who've really lived what, what they what, what they think, yeah. you know. It's it, it's important to listen to to other people, you know, yeah. anybody, but I mean, especially fellas like you are kind of in the same been along the same journey, some mm -hmm. some real like highs, you're, oh my god, but this is it, we're on a roll, and then the downwards and the upwards, and then you know, you're you're you yeah. know, it's it's uh I mean Nick, you've you've I mean, you've had some a big high recently with that whole, you know, the the, the, the strongest man in history. Yeah. You know, you're really tasting success there, and that, that's difficult <laughs> to then. That, I mean, that was a bummer. It didn't get some um, second season. Yeah. Is there a chance we're still? There's there's a chance they called us all, but we're going to do something ourselves anyway. So we're all meeting in about three weeks to do a week's worth of stuff together. So. Take, take, the see more. take the bull by the horns. Take the bull by the Great more. idea. I think that, that was a yeah. genius idea. I'd love to give you, if you guys are meeting, call me up because I have loads of ideas for that show that I would have oh, done if I was a genius. That so, would be know. totally killer. You know, having a yeah, mind I, like yours I, is adding to the whole thing would be great for them, Colin. 
You know? Just to, just to, I, I, my, my opinions come free. Just, just call and ask. I, I'm happy to help. <laughs> I got a brain, things are coming out of my head all the time. So I, I, I'd love to vomit yeah. at you. Um, well, I'm going to see you in a week in, or in a few days anyway. Yes, we are. And so the funny thing is, is the Monday after the contest, I fly out to Colorado. So it's that quick. Well, send, so send, send, send my yeah. love to Brian in case he's watching this. Brian. I will. I, 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 I love will. you, man. And I, 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 I want uh, my, you know, my next big thing because I know Brian's has quite publicly been um, unhappy with Worlds. My next big thing is to try and get uh, get the athletes more involved in talking long before. And uh, Brian's a great guy. Hopefully, hopefully he'll join me on that one because uh, you know if you can't have the greatest of all time unhappy with the with, with this contest that gave him titles, you know. Right. You well, I can't see you know, It is what it is. Sometimes it's, 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 it's not, you know, you are who you are. That's the way the contest is, and, it, and it's a difficult one. I know he would love to change it more. So I must, I must, to please tell him, I want to speak to him bad in case I don't speak okay. to him. Okay. Yeah. I, really I, I really want to hear it from him. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from all the guys who are in it at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. but, you know, can't do everything, but we can try. Yeah. No, that's, <clears> that's what it's all about. I mean, if, if we feel if guys feel their voices are being heard, you don't expect everything that you say. When you make out a deal, nobody's perfectly happy in a good deal anyway. <clears throat> so it's but if everybody can live with what's there, you have a good deal. And at the end of the day, if you feel like your voices are being heard and you see actions come from that down the road, what what more could you want? Yeah. You know, you know, you know the world's strongest man, world's strongest man had the highest viewing figures. Um, in over a decade, so it's gone up and up. There's some really big figures this year. So yeah, I'm such a TV guy. But that's good. It, it shows the health yeah. of the sport. It's a predictor yes. for the future. Yeah, it's a predictor. Well, brother, we've had you on here for a little over an hour, but I got one more question for you. <clears throat> so, you basically you you've had such a huge impact, especially with what you're doing now. Now with promoting, I mean, you're you're taking promoting to just to a whole new level. The production value, the the you know, just the viewership is just unbelievable. And uh, you know, ultimately, you you've had such a big impact on everything from athletes to fans to people that are just becoming fans. Thanks, Thanks man. <laughs> so when when you know when it's all over, you know, what is it that that you want to be remembered for? Wow. Uh. Uh, a good father to my children. A man who, who didn't, go. A, man, a man who never was unemployed. I used to have nightmares as a kid that I was going to be homeless begging. I don't know why. I used to have this current dream day in day out. <laughs> so uh, if it said on my tombstone, you always had you always had a shilling in your pocket. You you did okay. That would be nice. I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, wow. Um, but as as in something great, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's for me to say, and, and I don't think it's if if I think if you yeah, I think if I were to pursue that such a thought, you know, in a grandiose way, that would be bad. So it has to be really my family. Um, and do you know who I always wanted to be? It sounds weird. I always wanted to be watching um, the Godfather film. When, when Don Corleone goes out into the, and he has all his family at the start of the, I think it's a Godfather one or two, I forget what it is. And, uh, you know, and he, and he, he goes out to the Van Lost Lake, but 
and, and there's all his grandkids and everybody's running around him. He's got a vineyard. He's got everything. And yeah, he has a heart attack and dies over in his vineyard or whatever. But he dies as, you know, he, leaving a legacy of, 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 you know, just everything around him. You know, kids are looked after. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's happy. You know, everyone will remember you as a good guy. That would be nice. I don't want. I don't need to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. remembered for for ten thousand years. I just want to be. I just want to, you know, impact some people who are very close to me and have some fun along the way. That's that's all that's important. Yeah. Oh, you've got. That's, the, that's what I tell myself now. Two years ago, I just said. I just said. I want to be the king of Vegas. I want to. I want to. I want, to, I want, to, I want this. I want to lift the heaviest weights. And do this. <laughs> then, then I want to get longevity pills when I'm rich. And you know. <laughs> I guess I'm a changed man, you know. I want to. Uh, I don't want to live for a thousand years. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a hundred though. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. how about you guys? Give me, give me that. Was, having you, you on the show. Uh, what do you? What oh, do you want to do? Turn around us again, okay. please. No, I, it's only fair. Come on, it's only fair unless you do this every I week. I love it. This is the fair. first. You're the first guy that turns these questions around. You know, <clears throat> I, I want to be remembered for when. What I'd like is that. I'd like for to be remembered the guy that impacted the people around him. Anybody that came across me was impacted in a positive way. What, whatever that is, however it was affected, whether it be I motivated someone or I was the you know I talked to him, I listened to him, whatever it was. I just feel like if if I could leave a, you know the trail of of impacting people positively, that would Nick me. Um... Good father, good, good dad. I mean, I love my kids. That kind of goes with that. Good, a good influence on other people, um, and and people to, and just a way to show people follow your passion and don't worry about how old you are when you start. I mean, Brian pointed out to me, like in, when I was on his podcast, that I started doing World's Strongest Man at forty-one years, ten months, and I did ten of them. I mean. What what more? Don't ever give up on your dream, and I hope people realize yeah. that they don't ever have to do that. It's just if you want to do something, make a plan, execute it, and go do it, and enjoy your life, and yeah, be good to other people. You know, like, other yeah. than that, the rest of it, the rest of it's up to society. You, you, you know, you know the way I, I am going to get myself remembered for a thousand years is I bought, a, I bought a palace. I bought a pallet of lifting stones, granite lifting stones recently. I wanted to get trained to go lift some of the Scottish ones again, you know, just for fun. Sure. And I and I and I they came and they were ridiculous. I mean, the biggest one was like 300 kilos. It wasn't they weren't exactly pressing stones, they were massive, beautiful stones. <laughs> they arrived with a pallet and I kind of slowly rolled them into my back garden. And I had a chisel and I started chiseling this granite. Took me ages. Finally, I I did Bryce just for fun on one of them. Then I thought, I'm going to make it deeper and deeper. And it's going to take me probably about two years. So I'm going to dig Colin Bryce. <laughs> Into oh, the biggest stone of all. And, and in case I forget to tell my wife, that's going to be my tombstone. And that fucker will be there for a billion years. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's, that's my family's... Uh, that was their business, was headstones. No way. When I was a kid, I remember going in, in for the grave markers and seeing my great-grandfather at 90... You know, with a hand and three pound sledge and a chisel. That's right. Yeah. Something. You know, ch chiseling it out. So yeah. I, but if I, you go sandstone, if you go sandstone like most Scottish ones, I've been researching my family while I was over 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 lockdown. 
all the sandstone ones after 100 years are washed away. Don't go sandstone, yeah. whatever you do. Go granite. deep, deep granite. Do it yourself. Do it right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, brother, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It was a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. uh, I know you're a busy guy, so we appreciate your time. Nick, you have anything to call before we wrap this baby up? Yeah, I just want to say thank you for everything. You've had a massive impact on my life from all the world's strongest men stuff to that first meeting in South Africa when I was talking about putting on contests here and doing giant side qualifiers to going to Australia a couple of times, once apparently as Goldberg. That's right, man. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we made it the Formula One party with you as Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was he, your body. I was his bodyguard. <laughs> the guy thought I was the manager of the place thought I was Goldberg and called the whole of the whole security staff and I'm just walking around. but you gotta understand flash. it's an after party for Formula One so these guys are in tuxedos they're in you know the girls are dressed to the nines multi-millionaire drivers the whole lot were there yeah yeah I mean and we're in uh, we're in khaki shorts a pair of sandals a t-shirt we're walking and, and, and ed gets in and starts pressing women over his <laughs> yeah his, you know the, the usual strong man nonsense began you know? <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh, he yeah. kept calling me goldberg so then everybody thought i was goldberg and then at about one o'clock in the morning i ended up taking a picture and all of a sudden there's a line going out like a good 50 foot line of people standing there and they're just taking pictures with me and it was just the absolute craziest thing <laughs> It was one of the funnest nights I've ever had out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. It's a, it's a pleasure being on with you fellas. Thank you. Thank you very well, much. Well, we appreciate your time. I know we know you're a busy dude and we appreciate you coming on Portland. I want to say keep fucking doing what you're doing, man. You are absolutely crushing what you're doing. It just gets better and better every year. And I just myself, I'm a fucking fan, brother. I love watching your production. It's absolutely fucking off the charts. <laughs> yeah. John Anderson, yeah. thank you, sir. It means a heck of a lot for me. You got it. You got it. Well, that being said, there is there is another another edition of Legends of Iron. We've got Colin Bryce here talking about some fun stuff, but more importantly, support what he's doing. Like check out mm. his shows, check out his productions, because this guy right here is the one that's going to take Strowman back to where it needs to be. They're going to take it to a new stratosphere. <laughs> looking at the man who's going to do it single-handedly right here. So that being said, everyone, thank you for watching. There's another edition of Legends of Iron. We'll see you next time. Legends of Iron is brought to you by Muscle Mix. It's time to stop around. You want to build some muscle? You want to build some serious muscle? Well, guess what? Beef builds muscle, RTD, carnivore, ready to drink, lactose free, tastes great. You want to build some muscle, you better start eating some beef. Beef up with carnivore RTD, 40 grams of protein, zero fat, zero sugar, zero lactose. What the are you waiting for? Get yours today.